Ante Up is your poker magazine dedicated to the everyday player and their poker rooms. Pick up a free copy at your favorite poker room nationwide each month. But Ante Up is much more than a magazine. Visit AnteUpMagazine.com daily for breaking news and each week download our award-winning poker cast. Join us on our action-packed poker cruises to exotic destinations. Ante Up, it's your poker magazine. From the Anti-Up headquarters in Tampa Bay, Florida, it's the Anti-Up PokerCast. And now, here are two guys who think they know how to play poker, Chris Casenza and Scott Long. It's September 1st, 2017. You're listening to the best poker cast on the high seas. I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm Scott Long. Are, are we going to now be accused of lying to our, no, our we public? Bluffed. We bluffed. Oh, okay, we got caught. <laughs> we told folks we weren't going to do this crappy 30-minute show on board the ship, <laughs> and you guys all believed us, so... So we have your stack. We get the pot. Yeah. That's right, we have your stack, and there's nothing you can do about it. You're stuck listening to us, coming to you from outside the Chops Grill. On the Royal Caribbean Empress of the Sea. So, hey, we just got back from Cuba. Phenomenal. Had a great time. Obviously, I've been down there before, so I'm more interested to hear your thoughts on it because you're the first time down there. I'll bet your wife enjoyed herself. Yeah, we had fun. The food was great. Um, seeing the cars up for the first time, you always see the photos and everything, but I, I didn't realize how many there were. Yes, a bunch. Right? Yeah. I thought it was like, oh, it's kind of like cool. Every once in a while you'll see a 57 Chevy, but no, it's they're, they're ubiquitous. Yep. I love using that word. Yeah, nice um, word. But they are. They're everywhere. And uh, we rode in one, which was really cool. And then we you, we were in the part of the same tour, so I kept driving by you, and then you drive by me. I was taking pictures <laughs> of you guys, and we were laughing and stuff, but... Um, then they got the funny horns. Yeah. So they played a little game where like one guy will start a song with his horn, the other guy will complete it with his horn, and it was really cool. The tour yeah, was that, nice. that was fun when they first did it, and then by the fourteenth time, <laughs> the people in the front seat figured out they could just push the horn anytime they wanted. Yeah, yeah. So those drivers were good sports. They were always smiling, but I could tell they were ready to kill us. <laughs> uh, but it was it was nice, and you know what I thought was. Everybody was so friendly, and I'm not talking about people we hired or paid. I mean, the people were just so friendly. It didn't matter. Yeah. You know, it didn't matter if they were poor, or if they were rich, or if they were driving you somewhere, or if they were just walking by you. People talking to you, and very, very friendly. It seemed like a lot of happy people here. Yeah, and that was one of the things that I brought back from my first trip down there that I thought was most powerful to me was that you know, our whole lives in America were taught that Cubans are. The whole Cuban government's evil, and they're repressing the people, and certainly that's true. Um, but when I go down there, I expected to see kind of like like Soviet goulash <laughs> kind of TV stuff, right, where people were just like moping around, like yeah, ready to die. Yeah. And that was not at all what I saw. I saw exactly what you saw. That everybody was like happy and having a good time. Um, now, obviously, um, it, it's it's not good what how those. Cubans got to that point, but my argument to people when I got home was that, you know, when I'm sitting there, oh, Chris has got an iPhone 7, I only have an iPhone 6, and then I get upset about it, they don't have iPhone 7s or 6s or 3s or 2s down there, right? right, right. So they're the same level, everybody has about the same stuff, so they don't get upset and angry about the things that Americans get upset about, which really, I think, is an interesting argument, I mean, an interesting discussion to have about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I was just as surprised as anybody that um, uh, how happy people were down there. 
Well, let me answer this phone. Oh, uh, no, we're all booked. Our tournament's uh, full. No, uh, you can be, I'll put you on the waiting list. Hang on. All right. There you go. Uh, there's somebody calling Chops Grill. See, it's tough to find a quiet place on the ship these days because it's so busy. Everyone's having a good time, and they're all... And it's early, too. It's still early in the morning, and people are already buzzing around the ship. Last day at sea. We're back home tomorrow. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed uh, was... was that Ramsey put this together for us. Ramsey uh, is, our, of course, our poker manager. A lot of, everybody knows about him. They've heard about him on the show before. But he lives in Cuba now. He's got his own uh, place he's fixing up, and uh, he's got a fiance who lives here. And we got to meet her. Yes, I got you've known her. I think you. No, 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 that's right. We both met her for the first time. So um, that was really nice uh, to see, you know, how their relationship and everything. But but the knowledge that Ramsey had and uh, like you know guiding us around leading us through to there was a nice walking tour that everyone just raved about the walking tour that he had arranged for us and uh, we got to see the chocolate factory uh, the chocolate was really good we had the hot chocolate with cinnamon yeah I still haven't had the chocolate I haven't done yeah, that yet yeah we had that um, there's a lot of stuff you know the cigars everybody wants to sell you cigars oh yeah everybody wants to sell you cigars down here um, and it's it's totally legal now too. That's the beauty of it. You don't have that stress of oh, can I get it through customs and all that. You know, what I mean, everything was really, really on the level now, and that was really cool. So I got a box from my brother, um, and you're you're a big connoisseur. Of them. You yeah, but Ramsey keeps bringing them back every time he comes back. So I yeah, you don't have to worry. I actually about didn't bring any back, but I did buy a humidor. It was really cool. We were at the uh, the market, which I think you went to towards the end, mm-hmm. um, which I really enjoyed the last time I was down here. Um, but I was a little worried about bringing stuff back that time so now now hey, I can bring it back <laughs> um, so I was really shopping for souvenirs and um, one of our dealers that was walking around with Laura and I um, said oh I want a humidor and I'm like oh, you know what I've been looking for a new one too I hadn't thought about it so I was watching her talk and we eventually ended up at this one stall um, where, where the gentleman spoke perfect English and he was really he wasn't a hustler like some of these other people he was right. the tables in he let us look around answered the questions he he said he hand-carved all of them. Obviously, you can never uh, verify that, but they were very nice. And then um, he had, like, this like hot gun, and he um, carved our names on the inside in Havana, Cuba, 2017. Oh, cool. So, extra stuff, and it was 60 bucks. So, you know. Um, really cool. About what I was looking to spend for something at home. So, I got a really good souvenir, but I'm not bringing home any cigars or rum, like uh, everybody weird. else is. So. That's weird. Uh, Jeannie's cousin came with us on this cruise, and she got uh, two bottles of rum, a dark and a light, and then she got some. She's splitting the box of cigars with me, so everyone's getting everything. I got my Che shirt. Yeah, so I'm real happy about that. <laughs> Made sure I got it in communist green. You know, yeah, so. were you sure it fit? Because it's hard to find shirts that fit. Yeah, I, I put it up to my body and checked it out, and it looks pretty good. But uh, yeah, it, it's 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 a sad place too. You oh, know, of course, it's yeah. sad, and uh, but I, we had a real good time, and Jeannie and I are talking about coming back on our own and hanging out with Ramsey for a long weekend or something. So it was really a good time. Like I said, he really knows the island. He's written two books about it, and he put together a nice little package for all of us, and he can cater the package to anyone to what they really want to do. So we had a real good time. Yeah, I thought one of the most things that I really, like a defining moment of this cruise for me was the first day he did a little seminar for the people signed up for his VIP tour. Right. <laughs> and as he was talking, and he obviously has an amazing command of the knowledge of, of, of what this is. And it, it's such a... Uh, uh, a land that people don't really know, really understand, right? So right. It's, it's all new for people traveling here. So obviously, people are anxious about it, and, and if they can get any advice from anybody on how to navigate it, they want. So, but he was talking; he was doing a good job. And then people literally were like, uh, other people in our group that weren't part of his VIP were showing up and sitting down and listening to him. And then people from the ship were just like stopping and 
and, and he had a, he ended up with like 50, 60 people listening to him. Yeah, at and least. One of them afterwards said, hey, <laughs> your presentation was better than the ship's presentation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just shows why it's good to um, sail with us when you come to Cuba. And, um, you know, before we go any farther, remind everybody that we're going to be doing the sailing again July 28th next year. It's not on our website yet, but we'll get up very soon. Um, but so if you missed out this time, come back and do it all again next year. Um, and we had a little different setup this, this time around, too. We had an open seating. Yes. Uh, usually we're in a, a smaller room or our actual room for a conference center, but this ship didn't have a conference center, so they set up this really nice little area for us on the fifth deck, right outside or below the casino. Um, and it's open air. It's totally different. you got all this walk-by traffic. It's like, it's like you're playing in like this sort of theater almost people can get to watch you play and but it's strictly safe and everything and everything there's it's all uh, roped off and everything but we're just it's the first time ever we've had and we have a ton of room too as we're talking now there's another whole area over here that we'll probably use next time around because the next one's going to be more successful than this one you know we had over 100 people on this one but we expect the next one to be bigger so yeah uh, because it's in the middle of summer which yeah is a big, uh, yeah Request from our uh, listeners and so, our fans. Too. So book now. Yeah. <laughs> so you, we can't book now, but as soon as you can book, book. <laughs> as soon as you can book, book. Um, so you have a couple of stories you want to share? Yeah, well, um, I, I didn't play a lot of poker yet this cruise. I, I played the one uh, morning tournament we had before Key West just because we had a table that wasn't getting going. And right. Francis told me to sit down and play. And um, so for some reason, uh, we came up short on our dealer buttons, and it's because I wasn't on the last cruise where we had this, so everything falls apart when I'm not here. Uh, yeah. I think that's yeah. that's what I chalk it up to. Yeah, that's what it is. So we ended up with one fewer dealer button, but we had like this any up card cover that somebody gave us, I don't know, years ago that we still carry around. So we made that a dealer button, right? right, right. So that was a dealer button at my table, and on the back it's like this gold shiny thing, right? Right. And so I'm sitting there looking at it and playing with it, and I'm like, I told the dealer, and I'm like, you know what we should do? We should make our dealer buttons fidget spinners. <laughs> Get in on this fad, right? Wouldn't that be cool if the dealer button was a fidget spinner? Are you asking me? Yeah. No, it would not it be would cool. not be? No. Oh. Everyone would pick it up and play with it, and then yeah. you wouldn't know who the dealer right, is. All right, so that was the initial concern from the dealer, uh, uh, Tammy, and she's like, I wouldn't know what the button is. I'm like, no, you, these fidget spinners come in all kinds of flavors now so you can get one that just emits like light and stuff so when the guy's playing with it it's just like going everywhere you're, you're not gonna you're gonna know there's only gonna be one person fidget spinning at the table at the time too so you're gonna want somebody to, to literally have like a seizure at the table because you want to have a spinner that lights up and no that's not happening so that's no. the initial concern and the final concern is yeah. that you don't want to make them spinners <laughs> um, and then um i don't normally get to go to the late night comedy show because I, I can't stay up past eight o'clock because I'm old. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I made it up to the late night comedy show um, a couple nights ago on the cruise. And, you know, he's a typical late night cruise ship comedian. You know, he was kind of funny and kind of groany yeah. at times, right? Yeah. But then he mentioned, he's like, he's like, there's a poker group on board this cruise. You guys see that? You know, I came out of the casino the other day and boom, there's five table poker tables that weren't there. And then he pointed to people in the front row. They're like, are you part of the group? And they said, yes. And he's like, so, did you guys all bring those tables on the plane with you? How did you get them here? <laughs> and uh, so we went on this whole thing, and it was actually kind of funny that we got a shout-out at uh, the late-night comedy show. I don't know how often we actually get that. But um, but then he started talking about it. the comedian actually is a player. He, he lives in Vegas, so he plays poker all the time, and you could tell by the, the jokes and how he's doing it that he could. And then he mentioned that this tells expert 
It used to be a government official, and it was his whole bit on, on Joe Navarro without mentioning Joe Navarro. And yeah. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Wow. Um, and then he started talking about, like, you know, Potland and Omaha and stuff like that, so you could really tell it. And so it was kind of cool to actually, actually, one, be able to make it up to the late night comedy show. Two, not be completely disgusted by the quality of the jokes. Yeah. And then three, I would actually give a shout out and, and a legitimate shout out to uh, the Annie group without mentioning us by name, by the way. Okay, mark the time. We have officially arrived. When the shit comedian talks about your venture, you have made it. We've made it in the poker cruise industry, and we've made it in the poker world. I haven't played that much either. We've had a lot of play. Generally, you and I will sit in when we have to. You know, we don't unless it's a game we love and they're they're wanting us to play and we start a new game or something. We generally just fill seats to make sure games going so everybody's happy. But I haven't really had to play that much. I've only played twice. No, we, we got people that want to play this cruise. That's yeah, good. so yeah, I mean, so it's, it's been a really fun group. I think. Um, you know, you got that kind of that bond of everybody on here excited about Cuba getting off and, right. and doing that. And I think this has kind of stretched out throughout the cruise where people just had a little bit more fun because you got more to talk about now because everybody's talking about Cuba and what they're going to do in Cuba and then when they get off the ship, what they did in Cuba. And so, you know, even more than normal, because most of our cruises, that's our big benefit is that, you know, it's a fun room and people are on vacation and getting to know each other. And, uh, yeah. But it I, I seems to me on this cruise, people know each other better than on other ones. Yeah, maybe. That could be it. Especially and because the VIP involved. You know, when you go on your excursions, you don't know who you're going with. But the VIP involved 20-something of us yeah. all together at once. So we all spent the whole day together. So you're probably right. Yeah. Um, and also, I think, to the immediacy that we know we're going home tomorrow. Yeah, and true. so there's not that much poker for them to do this one trip, this short trip. But, uh, yeah, every day, pretty much every table we brought is, is, is being dealt. So... Another successful cruise in the books. Very happy about it. And then we had our round table again. This morning was this morning, always yeah. good. Yeah. And um, it, it's interesting to me. We've done this round table, I don't know how many cruises now, 10 to 12 cruises. And it seems like the most prevalent question that we get is, uh, I enjoy playing tournaments, and I start playing cash, and I suck at it. Yeah. And every, every cruise. That comes up every cruise. So I think it's, um, that's actually probably, I'm sure somebody's written a book about it already. But if not. Yeah. Here we are, giving away free ideas again. Second best idea to come out of this cruise. First idea was fidget spinners for deal buddies. Second best idea is, is writing a book on transitioning from tournaments to cash games because that seems to be a thing people struggle with. And, yeah. And certainly myself. You know, Every I always cruise. really enjoy tournaments and then cash games, I'm still... Still point. a wuss. Yep. Yeah, that's what it. it is. You can't be a wuss at the cash game tables. Um... But yeah, and I think they, we had a pretty big turnout for it today too. It started out small, but then by the end, we had like 20 people there listening to us. Um, of course, we don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> they don't know that though, so. Um, but yeah, you're right. Every single cruise, it's the, how do you make a transition to that? And then some people are looking for like specific advice on specific hands, and you really can't go into a round table with that. You, yeah, you can, stop, stop. you know, because it's just that one moment, you can't apply that. Everything depends on this game, you know? I, it was funny because, um, uh, our our reg- two of our regulars, Joe, Big Joe and Little Joe, they come on all of our almost all of our Florida cruises, and some of the other ones too. And um, Big Joe brought his sister this time, and her name's Vicky. And the first day she comes in, she's like, uh, "I don't know how to bet when I'm playing cards. Can you help me?" And I'm like, "Well, let's go over to the table." So sure enough, I sat down with her, and it, it's amazing. Um, with all that, how, how long the game's been around, and all the stuff that's out there, sometimes they just they just they need it puts them in a certain way. You know, they need to understand 
something and they can grasp to. And we had a nice little conversation. And then the other day, she played in the tournament and she lasted almost to the, the final two tables. And she and that encouraged her to want to keep playing again. So that's what I like about the round tables is that we're giving them a different perspective that will maybe spark a little fire. And then Heather pulled me aside. She's like, you know. Chris, I know you don't play that much anymore, but what you said today made so much sense to me now. I feel so much better about it. And she's a great person. She's just trying to make me feel good. But but she really was like, that was one of the best things I've heard from a session in a long time. And I leaned in and listened to you because it was really good. That made me feel pretty good. And then I talked to her mom, BK. She's great. She's on all of her. And she plays big stakes. She plays... She was telling me at dinner the other night. So I guess I do have a story. So the other night she's telling me that um, she's playing in this really big cash game and they have the do seven game. Right, where, where if you win with do seven, they're all gonna pay you something. And I was telling her, oh, we had that in our home game once, where everybody paid a dollar. I said, what are they paying you? She goes, twenty-five bucks. Wow. So if you're playing a ten-table, ta- you're gonna make almost you know two hundred and fifty bucks, or whatever. Yeah. So she found out that she's played in this big cash game five times, and she had four winning sessions. I said, that's fantastic. She goes, yeah, but the one time I had a losing session was because of the do seven game. Yeah. I kept trying to win with do seven, and I ended up having a losing session because of it. So I'm like, I'm like, why are you playing do seven? I said, if it's one thing if you're in the blinds, okay. Yeah. What? So you can try to win fifty bucks from these guys or hundred bucks from these guys, you know? Instead, and she's like, you know what? I had to say it out loud, but you're right. And sometimes it just takes somebody who just does ABC poker for a living to really make them remember that you know what? It's really not worth playing the do seven game if you, you know, if you because it's really hard to win with that. It hand. is. You it know, is. it's not just the worst starting hand. It's a really hard hand to win with because you almost always have to bluff with it. Yeah. Almost always have to bluff with it. And uh, so now she's like, every time I see her, she looks at me. She's like, "Thank you," you know. <laughs> so that was really cool. And I did have one really big bluff this week, but I don't, I don't think it's really worth talking about. But if I didn't bet, I wasn't going to win. And uh, everybody had a better hand than me. That was what was really cool about it. They all jumped up like, "What? I had tens. I had queens. I had kings, and I had nothing." <laughs> so that made me feel pretty good. But it got me back to even. So I didn't, didn't want to brag about that. So, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Uh, as soon as you can book with us, really, everybody had a blast. And now Ramsey believes that it's going to be even more successful next time because people were still kind of hesitant yeah. for the first time going. But now Royal Caribbean's already had over over a dozen cruises in. We've had our first one in. It was flawless. Nothing, nothing went wrong. Yeah, everybody got a bunch of people going back. Not just our cruise, but hopefully our cruise, but our other cruise going back. Hey, we went. It was fine. We got talking back at home, right? Exactly. Yeah, so there's nothing to worry about now. So yeah. hopefully, you know, next year when it comes around, we'll, we'll have even more folks join us. All right. So uh, our show next week will be back to normal. We'll continue the uh, tournament. Yes, we'll finish uh, our tournament right yeah, along. Tournament right along for O'Malley, and uh, we'll get back to our normal show. So sorry, we're coming to you from the ship, but we're not really sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I'm Chris. And I'm Scott Long. We'll see you at the tables. Anti-Up is a production of antiupmagazine.com. Contact the show at podcast at antiupmagazine.com or call our hotline at 206-338-6344. If you'd like to advertise, send an email to advertising at antiupmagazine.com or call 727-331-4335. Some music used in this episode comes courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network.